Welcome to Preaching and Preachers, a weekly podcast devoted to those who preach and to the task of preaching itself. I'm your host, Jason Allen, president of Midwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. Today, I want to welcome Dr. Lawson Younger to the podcast. Dr. Younger serves as professor of Old Testament, Semitic languages, and ancient Near Eastern history at Trinity Evangelical Divinity School in Deerfield, Illinois. Recently, Dr. Younger published his revised commentary on Judges and Ruth with the NIV Application Commentary Series. Dr. Younger, welcome to Preaching and Preachers. Thank you. It's great to be with you. Well, listen, congratulations on the release of your commentary on uh, Judges and Ruth out in January of 2021, and uh, that will frame our conversation today as we will be talking about preaching the book of Judges and a conversation that uh, I trust will be helpful to our listeners. Uh, We have different categories and really genres of podcasts as a part of our program, and one of those categories is I've been able to interview different scholars over the years about preaching different books of the Bible. And so it's a delight to host you today for a conversation on preaching the book of Judges. Dr. Younger, before we, we get into that, first, congratulations again on your, on your commentary coming out in January of 2021 and to the work you've done in it on both Judges and Ruth. Also, as we get going, can you give us a word of update on your ministry and uh, on your family? Yeah, uh, well, thank you. Um, this is my, I'm finishing my 23rd year here at Trinity Evangelical Divinity School and 33rd year of teaching all the way around, and uh, 43 years of marriage uh, to my wife, Patty, and we have three children that are all grown, uh, and now we have three grandchildren. So we're um, moving into that stage of life where uh, we are really enjoying being grandparents. Well, good for you. I still have five children in the home, and uh, they are a delight. So I'm not I'm not racing past these days for for the days of grandchildren and the season ahead, day of Valente. But uh, I rejoice with you in God's favor on you and your wife at this stage of life. I'm curious uh, again on the front end of the conversation today, just how you became an Old Testament scholar. Uh, what drew you to the Old Testament and uh, to the Hebrew language? Uh, as a student, and uh, then ultimately as a scholar? Well, I'm going to give you a a very uh, short answer. Um, When I went to undergraduate uh, college, I was a math physics major, and uh, I became a Christian. I had taken four years of Latin in high school for the sole reason of never studying any language ever again, (laughs) and I chose Latin because you didn't have to speak it. Um, So, uh, when I became a Christian, suddenly I became interested in what the original uh, language said. I studied Greek, and the na- natural next move was Hebrew. And I just found that uh, God had given me a gift to learn, had to actually learn languages, especially dead ones. And, um, and my interest in the Old Testament really developed through just a general uh, interest in history. I grew up in Virginia, and uh, so lots of history all around. Um, and so that's that's the short answer. Well, thank you for elaborating on that. And so the book of Judges, uh, I'm curious, and uh, Judges and Ruth in particular, what drew you to focus on those two books and for the sake of our conversation today, uh, in particular, the book of Judges? Yeah, I, um, the, the book of Judges really is a neglected book in North American preaching. And so when it is preached and taught, uh, the tendency is to preach the stories of the Judges in isolation from the overarching message of the book, which has created all kinds of false impressions about the different characters. 
Uh, Gideon and Samson would be good examples uh, where often the whole story about the judge is not even read by the one preaching. So ironically, some of the best known and most often preached judges are the worst examples uh, for Christians to emulate, and the least known and preached are the better examples of God's leaders. So one of the reasons that I uh, have written the commentaries to help preachers and teachers emphasize what the book is actually saying to us. So as to the book then, we're talking about the book of Judges today and uh, in conversation with Dr. Lawson Younger. Let me ask you to help us know what might be the mind of God in this regard. Why, in your opinion, uh, do you believe God has given us the book of Judges? Yeah, I uh, think uh, the book contains an incredibly wonderful structured message about the consequences of disobedience to God. And so the book is clearly designed to instruct God's people, uh, in particular, I think, the leaders, about the resultant moral uh, degeneracy that takes place when God's law, God's word, is not uh, taken into consideration and obeyed. And so I think the book's intent is to challenge readers in their commitment and walk with God. In that regard, the book has been an important part of my own personal walk with God, and this is what I think the Holy Spirit wants to do with believers who take the time to study the book in its context. When I preached and taught the book, uh, and by the way, not just in North America, or when my former students have done it, uh, this book has revolutionized people's walk with God. It challenges us in our disobedience while encouraging us in our obedience uh, to God. So I think it's a, it's a marvelously important book, and I think that's why it's in, in Scripture. So as you look at the book of Judges, what key theme or key themes do you believe really characterize the book? And not even take that question one step further and say what key mm-hmm. themes are you trying to uh, emphasize in your commentary? Well, I mean, I think the book is really rich in theological teaching. Um, There's a lot more theology there than one might think. And as I said, the book contains a really important structured message um, that uh, talks about the consequences of disobedience to God. And so it really follows a macro structure that has both a literary movement and a moral movement that emphasize uh, this. And so with each successive cycle, a major, of a major judge, the Israelites degenerate to a point of looking just like the Canaanites that the Lord expelled from the land. This is a hugely relevant um, topic to the church today, I think. And so the book is really a literary masterpiece in which every aspect of the literary structuring and all the thematic developments serve to communicate very effectively important theological teachings. I think by juxtaposing the human sin and each, in each excessive story, the writer is intending to highlight the great lengths to which God goes in order to save his people. No matter how flawed or sinful the judge, God saves, and he demonstrates his long-suffering grace. So the writer emphasizes in each story that God is sovereign and that his own people's disobedience cannot thwart his plan. That seems, again, to be a really relevant uh, theme uh, for uh, the North American church today. Um, I would also add that there's another important theme that 
I think is woven into the very fabric of the book, and that is the attempt to manipulate God. And so God saves not because he's been manipulated by humans, but because he is compassionate loyalty to his covenant, what we typically call chesed. And um, ultimately, the true and living God demonstrates that he cannot be manipulated by finite creatures, which again, I think is an incredibly important uh, point, uh, not just in our age, but in all ages. Um, Human works don't manipulate uh, the divine, uh, true and living God. Um, And this is, I think, an extremely important point uh, that the book uh, brings out again and again, particularly looking at judges like uh, whether it's just a little bit of a manipulation on the part of, say, a barrack, I'll go if you go, as he says to Deborah, or whether it is uh, a rash and manipulative vow like Jephthah's. Um, this theme is is a very important one running through the book. So when you think about the book, help us place it more broadly within the context of the Old Testament and the storyline that's going on there. Yeah, well, I mean— the, the theme of, of manipulation is uh, picked up in many, many books in the Old Testament. Uh, it's found in Job, for instance, a very, very crucial uh, book on what is a proper relationship with God all about. Um, it's certainly picked up uh, in the earliest uh, sections of, of uh, the Old Testament in, in Genesis and Exodus, etc., and uh, Judges fits in, importantly, of course, in God has brought the Israelites into the land. He has blessed them with this great um, uh, blessing, both physical and spiritual. And the um, Israelites um, are turning their back on God and not walking with him. And I think that um, uh, fitting into that context, uh, again, I think it speaks very loudly to to a church that um, really isn't listening to the voice of God always. Uh, in fact, I think quite often uh, contrary. So when you think about preaching the book of Judges, and again, our listeners on Preaching and Preachers primarily are local church ministers, seminary students, those who by and large have some ongoing ministry of the Word. And so when we think about the book of Judges in the context of this conversation, we want to position our listeners um, to be better positioned to preach and teach through this book. To do so, perhaps you can help us think through, or be aware of at least, some of the common difficulties uh, one might encounter when seeking to preach or teach through the book of Judges. Well, I mean, I think um, one of the uh, primary challenges uh, right away is Um, that people don't know the book. They might know a little bit here and there. They may have heard of, of course, Samson. They may have heard of Gideon. Um, But but oftentimes, uh, there's just a a raw challenge to preach the word uh, and let them see what the text is actually saying, which I think in many cases is is very transformative the minute you really preach uh, what the passages are, are getting at. But one of the other challenges certainly is just a general unawareness of um, the text that goes before it. That is um, the Pentateuch and the Torah. And just um, there's so many uh, allusions in the book of Judges back into um, the Pentateuch that you really have to 
uh, be prepared to look at those and to draw some of those things out for people to see. Of course, the text has its own challenges as well, um, which I can speak to if you if you would like. Yeah, why don't you elaborate a bit for us? Okay. Um, well, I mean, one one particular thing that comes up, I think, very often is the issue of Jeffa's daughter, and um, and oftentimes people go, "How in the world could um, a judge uh, do this?" Well. First of all, looking at the macro structure, you can see that there's a moral declivity that's taking place within the judges. And so Jephthah uh, falls in uh, the fifth uh, cycle. And in fact, uh, this is showing how far away God's leaders um, are getting away from God. And I would emphasize uh, in this particular case that the ignorance of God's law is a very real uh, theme in the Jephthah uh, passage. In fact, often when I preach on Jephthah, I preach the ignorance of God's law is not bliss, it's disaster. Um, because it demonstrates, this passage does, that um, the depth to which God's leaders can fall and the pain that they inflict on others when they don't know God's word and obviously obey it. And so Jephthah's vow was rash and manipulative, and his sacrifice of his daughter is ignorant of Deuteronomy 12.31, which most of your listeners probably don't know right by heart. It's not one of the passages that you memorize in Sunday school. But it has to do with the fact that the Israelites are not to be like their neighbors who offer their children in human sacrifice in burnt offerings. Uh, so there you have a very strict uh, um, um, uh, statement about that, and Jephthah seems quite ignorant of that. And the irony is twofold, really. One, he just saved the Israelites from the Ammonites, who do offer their children in human sacrifice to Molech uh, as burnt offerings. And uh, he's also ignorant of Leviticus 27, that if you issue a, a rash or stupid vow, you can redeem it. Um, and so he's also ignorant that God has made provisions for uh, humans when they make that kind, of, those kinds of uh, rash vows. So in every respect, uh, Jephthah um, uh, shows an ignorance of the law, and because he's ignorant of that law, he ends up offering his own daughter as a human sacrifice. This is appalling, but it is um, demonstrating how far God's leaders can, in fact, get away from following God. So when you think about the book of Judges then, and you situate it in the broader you know, context of God's redemptive history and work, uh, help us think about, for those who preach, how to get from Judges to the Messiah and, uh, and when you think about it in the New Testament terms, to Christ, uh, how does one do that? How does the gospel show up from judges or in judges, or how do, we, how do we point our listeners to Christ even while preaching judges? Right. Well, if I may, I'm going to back up to Jethro for half a second and simply say that Jethro is mentioned in the book of Hebrews as um, one of those that exercise faith, and he does. Uh, he does have to trust in the Lord for the victory that that he uh, uh, accomplishes over the over the Ammonites. 
But I think one of the big mistakes that's made in the reading of Hebrews 11, uh, where Jephthah is mentioned, is that people uh, tend to equate all of the people mentioned there as all spiritual giants, as some kind of hall of faith. But in fact, uh, that's not the point of the passage. These are not all of equal uh, spiritual walk with God. They all evince faith, but uh, in different ways. Now, to your question, um, clearly in the book of Judges, God goes to incredible lengths to save his people. Uh, and this is precisely, of course, what Jesus uh, proclaims in the Gospels. A number of the parables uh, illustrate this, uh, the lost coin, for instance, etc. So there is a very real emphasis on uh, the God who saves in this book. Uh, and that, of course, speaks to the grace of God, which is clearly manifested in the book. Um, and I would uh, add that uh, it's also interesting that many of the judges, the Lutherans in the book, are ethnically not Israelite. So, for example, Othniel is a Kenazite, uh, Shamgar is a um, foreigner, Gael is a foreigner, um, and yet they have faith in the Lord, and they are counted in God's um, uh, community. But to get right to the point of your question, I think I would say this, and that is the book of Judges is, of course, not a gospel. It's not of that genre. There are four beautiful ones in the New Testament. And its purpose is different and important to the spiritual walk of those who are in proper relationship with God through Jesus Christ. And so its intent is not uh, the same as the book of Romans, for instance, but it's equally inspired and has obviously very great importance to helping people grow in their uh, walk with God. Well, Dr. Younger, let me try to pull this together maybe with uh, just one final kind of all-encompassing question. Okay. That'd be this. Um, for those, again, hearing the conversation, those flirting with the book of Judges, no doubt many of our listeners have never preached the book of Judges. Perhaps some are tempted to now. Uh, so. What advice would you give them? Yeah, let's hope so. What, what advice would you give them? What type of summary word or words of counsel would you give them as they endeavor upon this book? Well, I would, uh, first of all, say, please preach the whole book. Uh, don't uh, pick and choose. Um, I realize that uh, sometimes you might be tempted uh, to do that, but the book as a whole is um, structured to get across this message. And so you really want to try and preach the whole book. Now, that means you have to allot enough time. I would say allot 12 to 15 weeks uh, to, to do this. Uh, when I've taught the book of Judges, particularly in a uh, um, doctor of ministry degree course, I um, have the um, uh, folk, their assignment is to preach the book of Judges in 12 weeks. Um, and they are to outline what they're going to do and how they're going to do it. And um, that, I think, is a really good way to go about doing it. Uh, if you feel like you need a little more than 12 weeks, then, then, then do that. I think you're going to be really amazed. Those of you that do this are going to be really amazed at the impact of doing this, um, what, what will happen to your congregation. Um, there are two things. I mean, they are going to, uh, first of all, be amazed and challenged. They also will be a little depressed. 
because they're going to see how bad Christians can be, um, how bad uh, believers can sometimes act. Um, and yet they are going to be greatly encouraged because they're going to see a God who is bigger than all of that and who can uh, work in their own lives. And, um, and so I would just um, encourage them to preach the whole book. Uh, I would encourage them to uh, watch God do some really amazing things among, among their people. And, um, and I could share a plethora of stories of um, the magnificent ways in which God has worked uh, in congregations that have chosen to, um, or preachers that have chosen to preach this book uh, to their congregation. So I, I would just encourage them to go at it. Um, get your hands on, I don't, I'm not here to sell books. There, there are other good ones out there too. Uh, uh, so get your hands on a really good commentary on judges and go after it. Um, and I think you will find it to be a life-changing book for your congregation. Well, Dr. Younger, I want to thank you for the conversation today. And I do want to commend one more time your new, newly released revised commentary on Judges and Ruth. Uh, with the NIV application commentary series. And uh, what a great and helpful resource that is. Dr. Younger, thank you for joining me today on Preaching and Preachers. Well, thank you so much for inviting me. It was a real uh, joy. Thank you for being with us today and for listening to Preaching and Preachers. For more information, go to my website, jasonkallen.com. That's jasonkallen.com.